You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Tom Koss, who is founder and CEO of Heart Cloud Incorporated, is our guest today, and I'm excited to have him in the studio. Tom, I'm glad you're here. Rick, delighted to be here. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'd like to thank our sponsors as well, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and Tea & Company for their continued support of Critical Mass Radio Show, streaming live on octalkradio.net. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show and our firm, feel free to visit my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. HeartCloud, Inc. is putting a new twist to cloud-based technology, and we've talked numerous times on the show about the application of cloud-based technology and how it's disrupting and enhancing many different industries. We're going to talk about it in the health care today. Tom and his team are extending cloud computing technology to help clients manage health and weight. With each data collected from commercial products used to monitor clients at home is a step closer to helping improve effectiveness and health for those living with chronic diseases. I'm glad that Tom is here today. As I said, he is the founder and CEO of HeartCloud, and we're going to share, and he's going to discuss how cloud-based technology and his platform work hand-in-hand to improve lives. All right, Tom, you know, I mentioned in the open about cloud-based technologies. How did you come to implementing cloud-based technology within your firm? Well, we began on the cloud uh, largely because that's the best way to allow the the capture of data from the home. And um, matter of fact, if not for the cloud, it wouldn't have been even possible to do that at a price point that made sense to the customer. So I'd like to assume very little on the radio show, Tom. So I'm wondering if you could, in your own words, describe what's meant by cloud computing. Well, cloud, cloud computing just simply means that a server somewhere in in the world uh, exists with your name on it, and you can run applications uh, through a standard web browser over the over the internet. And so uh, that's really kind of what it boils down to. We run a full um, SQL database. Uh, doesn't have any relevance to the customer at all. It's right. just a little. Um, it's a tool that we use, but it does allow us the ability to capture data from all over the United States. So we capture patients from Florida to you know Chicago and uh, Cleveland, and of course here as well. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. matter to the data. Right. From other uh, entrepreneurs that we've had on the show, and I'm talking with Tom Koss, cloud computing can can really accelerate the business model in the sense that the cost per computing cycle is so much more reasonable because it's sort of almost on-demand usage and you can scale the infrastructure so much more easily because, as you said, it's off in someone else's property, right? Correct. Is is that part of the reason why you went with? Well, yeah, that and the ability to capture data from people's homes. uh, There would be no uh, real way of doing that if, say, a server lived in my house or something like that. It just wouldn't even be be a choice. Right. All right. So uh, we're talking about the the firm that Tom started and is now the CEO, Hart cloud incorporated and i first met tom and encountered his firm at the kelf state fullerton mm-hmm. annual uh, economic forecast correct yes, right indeed. so 
we ran into each other just casually, and I was intrigued by his by the business and what he's doing and how he's helping clients. And also, part of what we're going to talk about today here on Critical Mass Radio Show is is how a good idea and a good technology can grow into other aspects, other business areas, and how you can grow your offering once you have kind of platform figured out in the and an underlying technology. So I've been excited to have Tom on the show since since he and I met those many months ago. So we're here now, but. Um, Let's look at HeartCloud. You know, I said a little bit about it in the open, but in your words, Tom, what is it that your firm does? Well, we began trying to really solve a specific problem, and that was uh, patients uh, that have uh, are living with heart failure have a propensity to gain weight very quickly. And um, when you gain three to five pounds in 24 hours, it's not fat. In 24 hours? In 24 hours. Uh, it's typically water weight, and um, that's a chronic problem with patients with heart failure. So uh, what I began with is kind of um, a mind test, if you will, uh, of how is it we can you know keep, keep an eye on patients when they're at home and, and understand these problems and what would be the best way to do that. And really it became really simple to just monitor their weight. So is it? Why do you need to know their weight so early? It, are you getting them to do something based on that? What happens when you trigger and you go, uh-oh, Tom, uh, Rick Franzi just gained three pounds overnight? Right. Then um, if that if we pick up a, an abrupt weight change, we can intervene real quickly and, and solve a problem that in three to five days might result in an emergency room visit. And, okay. Okay. And that'll be uh, about a twelve thousand dollar expense, and we can probably we can, we can avoid those consequences by intervening quite early. So by getting that information much more quickly, you can react and solve the problem at a much lower price point for the at healthcare a much system. lower price point. And and heart failure is kind of like the qu- the clinical equivalent of waterboarding. Uh, when when people get in, they gain so much water weight. They um, have difficulty breathing. It's an incredibly uncomfortable problem. It happens to be one of the largest expenses in all of healthcare. It's the number one discharge diagnosis in the United States. It costs about you know thirty-five billion dollars a year uh, to solve this problem. That if we capture these little changes early, we can avoid an awful lot of that. How did you? How did you even? Tell me a little bit about how you even discovered this as an opportunity as an entrepreneur. Well, I've been in, you know, I started my career as an RN. I became an RN to work my way to pay for graduate school. And uh, in, in college, I studied economics. And so where these two collide is when you look at weight, it's simply a data point um, over time. So it's a time series data element. And so when I started looking into, um, into heart failure, it got me to think about what would be the ideal situation. You know, if you had a chronic disease, what would be ideal for you to live with that? Well, I thought, well, ideally, I would like my physician to be clairvoyant, <laughs> right? I would like him or her to wake up, you know, keep, uh, have this vibe, and, and, and maybe if, if I'm getting off the rail and I'm getting sicker, right. I, want, I would want he or she to say, wake up in the morning and go, hey, I think Tom's pretty sick. I better give him a call and have him come in the office. Okay. Well, clairvoyant physicians, it turns out, are really hard to come by. And, um, and so the next thing is, how close can I get to clairvoyance? And that is, how can I capture data and then learn from that data and then have the data tell me something um, that the patient themselves may not know? And wow. so 
that's where both the, the clinical side of being a heart failure nurse and also understanding time-based statistics or econometric models right. that can tease out the important from the unimportant and then report that to somebody who knows what to do about it. So so this business is actually a blending of both of your educations and your practice? Is that, is that what I hear you saying? Correct. It brings together, I have a... A big background in clinical informatics, and so between med- uh, the medical side of nursing, the economics, and the econometric modeling, which we use, and understanding my way around a, a PC, it's kind of all connected at one right. time. Right, right. So we're talking with Tom Koss, and he is the founder and CEO of HeartCloud Incorporated. When did you launch HeartCloud? Um, it launched actually in the end of March, March 30th of um, uh, 2013. Okay. So we're coming up on a three-year anniversary? Correct. Okay. And um, we've been monitoring patients since then, slowly bringing on more and more as, as we learn more. Okay. Uh, it's time to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Tom. And what we're going to get into in the next segment, and the reason why you want to stay around uh, for 90 seconds to hear this if you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net, is I really... I'm intrigued about now that the platform is built and the information is working, what other areas of opportunity do you see for this Mm -hmm. intrinsic business model in other applications? Can we talk about that? Absolutely. All right. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with Tom after these words from our sponsors. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. I just wanted to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa. Many of you know that I've been a member of the club for over six years. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings there, my annual executive conferences, and my daily business meetings at the club. I found the club staff to be both professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, dining rooms, and common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings, host events, 
or meet some of Orange County's most successful business leaders, then consider joining Center Club in Costa Mesa. For more, more information regarding club membership and private events, say of an upcoming birthday or a wedding, it's a great place for those kind of activities, visit the club's website at center-club.com. All right, and welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show, streaming live on octalkradio.net. I'd like to let you know that all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEO have appeared on the show, and their company has placed the interview on their website. You know, since we started our show in 2009, we've reached over 170,000 listeners with our podcast. Simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show in your podcasting software to find and subscribe to our shows and listen live uh, 4 to 5 p.m. here on octalkradio.net. Tom Koss, founder and CEO of Heart Cloud Incorporated, is our guest. You know, Tom, during the break, one of our listeners asked if you could just sort of explain the underlying technology. How does Heart Cloud acquire this information from your patients? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we started with commercial uh, scales, just by, you know, bathroom scales that are that already connect to the Internet via Wi-Fi. And, um, so they have those? They, they have those. They have uh, bathroom scales that connect, connect to the Wi-Fi. Oh, and, I don't know that I want people knowing that. <laughs> and the good news is many of these companies have uh, APIs that allow us uh, to connect to their uh, their data. So we use uh, we connect data to commercial as well as one private service or manufacturer of, of scales. I'm still stuck on the fact that people, that manufacturers have created scales with Wi-Fi internet. It's astounding. Yeah, it is yeah. astounding. Well, that's what kind of started to my surprise. I came home with this idea, and I thought, well, I wonder if there is one, and it turned out there was. See, I, that, that, I love doing this show, Critical Mass Radio Show, because we realize how sometimes uh, unintended positive consequences can, can, can happen from technical innovation. Right, I'm innovating technology in this area for this reason, and then other entrepreneurs look and go, "Well, hell, if that works over there, maybe I can use it to solve this problem over here." That's right. I don't know that the people that make the scales with a Wi-Fi connection were intending for you as an entrepreneur to build a platform around it. It probably was for some other reason, like data collection in a different sense, right? Right, right. It was for the individual, and um, so there are these these scales you can buy. They'll tell you about you, and that's great if you're self-motivated, but there are a lot of people that needed to share that data with others, right. and, and others, particularly nurses with a clinical background that can look at it from a different perspective. In that process, we learned that many of these commercial scales had galvanic sensors in it that, that measure body fat percent, which, though interesting, is not indicated for anybody with a pacemaker. So we had to really uh, look for really hard for a manufacturer that did not have the, the galvanic uh, body fat percent uh, sensors because we never know when one of our patients is going to end up with a pacemaker. Okay. So you're saying that platform, that scale interrupts or doesn't work with someone who has a pacemaker? Yeah, there's certainly a risk of um, deprogramming the pacemaker. Oh, so it's even more serious than that. Yeah, we probably don't want them standing on that scale then. We We should avoid that if we can. So it took a while. We had to wait until another one became available. We had to go through the FDA clearance process, which uh, that's the scale we currently focus on now. Okay, so tell me about the early days when it was a either in a beta site where you were testing this where you how did you go from i got the technology now i need to get it into the field and and only learn because as an entrepreneur right there's some things you can only learn by doing that is so correct and that's what we needed to do i happened to have a a dear friend of mine uh, fairly young with heart failure 
And um, as soon as I was able to connect the scale to the clinical data database that I use, um, I asked him, would he step on a scale for me every day? And he lives in Cleveland, Ohio. So I uh, sent it to him, and he's been on it ever since, and then slowly brought on other people to you know, really discover you know, what, what do I need to do? How is the data useful to the patient without overwhelming the patient? And then, more importantly, how do they want to see it? And that's what brought us to um, taking that data and posting it in a text message back to the to the patient and to their loved ones so that everybody knows dad's getting off the rail or he's behaving himself. Or, okay. So it's, a, it's really a means of letting the data do what you know, without shaming the individual or just letting the data tell those around the patient uh, that the patient's doing okay. And if they're not doing okay, to let those with a clinical background look at it and, and direct them to their physician. So I'm talking with Tom Koss. He is founder and CEO of HeartCloud. We're talking about one element of his business and sort of we're still in the uh, formative stages in the early days of the evolution of, of the business. How were the doctors receptive or to, to your technology? What what did you find when you went to the medical community offering this accelerated information and ability? Well, that was a fascinating story because I went to a physician uh, doing kind of the market pre-market research on this. And I said, well, I have this vision of being able to monitor a patient's weight you know, remotely. And he said, well, good luck with that because I can get women to step on the scale when they come in for a physical. <laughs> and I thought, well, I kind of get it. You know, right. That's a different kind of environment that than what I'm, what I'm offering. But what I also discovered, though, is that uh, once people trust that you're not going to shame them with this data, that you're actually using it to monitor them, um, they become very, very um, appreciative that somebody's got their back and that um, w- with the econometrics or the bottling we use, we're able to tease out seemingly in small but perhaps materially significant data much earlier than they would otherwise uh, discover. And we just call them and say, you know, you better tell your doctor. Right. And are the doctors getting notified too, or is is it as you described earlier? It's really intended for the patient and their in their immediate family. Right. It's it, we are an agent of the patient, and that um, for uh, for HIPAA reasons and others seems to be the most efficient means by okay. which to deliver okay. this to the patient without you know making it a, a turning it into some kind of bureaucratic problem. Okay. So we're hopscotching around here, but we're talking with Tom Koss. It's, I'm, I'm fascinated by what you do. So how helpful have the scale manufacturers been in getting your product and your concepts deployed? Well, they've been delightful. The, the one in particular we use because it's FDA cleared has been absolutely fabulous. Uh, the company Blipcare out of um, Chicago. Blipcare? Blipcare is the name of the company. Okay. And, and they do um, just brilliant work. And um, they've been just as, as gracious as we can we could ever hope for. And so they have a, the technology. We're pursuing a different market with that technology outside the hospital, inside the patient's home, and also trying to create it in a way that's more um, emergent using the structure of, the, of existing healthcare and not trying to kind of displace it in, in any way, but enhancing the efficiency and the effectiveness of caregivers and family members. Many of these you know, patients, it's just their family members taking care of them. Right. And they're the first to get the call in the middle of the night, dad's having shortness of breath kind of thing. So um, we actually are more of an agent of the family and, and the, the patient than the, of their caregiver. 
It, you know, going back to the first segment when you explained how much less expensive it is to capture the weight gain early rather than waiting, it's sort of like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure in this exactly. sense, right? Exactly. So if we catch it early, not only do we save the system money, but I would think the positive impact on the patient is greatly enhanced as well. Well, it's Because they don't have to go through all the stuff that costs all the money. Exactly. Right? They're suffering through that. They're suffering through that. Nobody wants to spend the evening in the ER. And um, but, but more importantly, it also helps helps them physiologically in that the fewer episodes of heart failure one goes through, the better off the patient's going to be in the long haul. Okay, because so the organism is isn't being isn't being taxed with the huge um, stresses put on it already. Wow. So so the list of benefits is pretty long, right? For and, yeah. taking the simple one simple action, step on a scale every day. Yeah, you know, Rick, you're absolutely right. I mean, it seems silly, but it's absolutely the case. It's something very simple. It's a slow pitch over the middle of the plate, and uh, it works incredibly well. So how do you find the people who would be most predisposed to saying yes? Uh, typically, we try to do that through their physicians through, uh, or through care, other caregivers that are struggling with uh, loved ones that may not even be in their state. It doesn't matter for us. It's, right. on, it's on the cloud, right? Right. So if somebody's got a loved one um, that lives out of state that's got heart failure and, you know, they can just call us up. We make certain they get a scale, get them set up. And then the family member, we, and then the patient gets the, the data on their their cell phone every day. And when you think about it, when you look at, you know, if your parent gets up in the morning and weighs themselves, well, you also know something else. They're out of bed and they're going on about their life. <laughs> That's all, true. All, all's good. Right. Because I would think for remote caregivers, children, um, it, this also helps on the psychological level, which is feeling like you're doing as much as you can to help your parent who's in Ohio or in a different geography right. than you. Absolutely. So it brings them sort of closer together then, too, With, I would think. Without hounding them. It's just, a, right. it's just the act of standing on. All they have to do is stand on the scale, period. They don't even have to look at the number. It's not relevant that they do. Just stand on the scale. The, wow. the system takes care of the rest. Well, you know, we're talking with Tom Koss, and we're talking about his firm, HeartCloud Incorporated. He's founder and CEO of this fine firm, which is d- doing great work, started in uh, 2013. Um, we're going to, I told you when we were stepping into the last break, ladies and gentlemen, that we were going to talk about the opportunities that this technology and platform have afforded them beyond their initial effort, and we didn't get to that. So that's bad on me because I got so wrapped up in the other conversation. I'm going to keep it for one more segment. Absolutely. And we promise, scouts honor, pinky swear, whatever you want to say, ladies and gentlemen, Tom and I are going to talk about that when we come back from this commercial break. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. 
In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based TN Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. Welcome back to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to let you know that if you listen to our show via iTunes, I would ask you, or really any of the podcasting software, but specifically iTunes, because it is one of the larger platforms that uh, people listen to us on, uh, maybe you could take a minute and write a review about the radio show. This is a powerful way for you to help us grow our audience of business executives. It brings our ratings up, makes us easier to find for others who might be looking for the kind of content that we deliver here each week on octalkradio.net live. This is Critical Mass Radio Show. As I said uh, earlier, since 2009, we've reached over 170,000 listeners with our weekly podcast. All right, Tom, welcome back to the program. Let's continue the conversation about your firm, Heart Cloud Incorporated. Um, and so let's deal with it right now. Um, what other markets are are looking like they're an opportunity for you as an entrepreneur beyond your initial focus on heart disease and weight gain? Well, great question. I, what we discovered um, rather surprisingly was that everybody that we put on Heart Cloud for the original purposes um, ended up losing weight. And um, in and of itself, that wasn't a, you know, a big deal, except for the way the database was designed. It, it caused some trouble in, you know, discovering these alerts and alarms. And so we ended up uh, looking at those people who just decided to lose weight, one of which uh, told me that um, she was somewhat aware of her weight because she knew I was waiting and uh, I was watching her. And I said, well, is that a problem? And so she goes, well, no, it's, I, I don't mind that you are seeing me, um, see my weight. I just don't want to see you at Costco. <laughs> right? And I thought, how insightful. It was that uh, she, she didn't mind being kind of held accountable or sharing her, uh, her, her weight with somebody that would helpfully guide her to, to losing weight. But she just didn't want the shame of doing it. And, and so when I, I talked to somebody who had worked for um, one of the weight loss programs that weighs some, they weigh their patients every week, um, it became clear that if you weigh yourself once a week, that's 52 data points a year. You right. can't tell, tell too much. But if you do it every day, you start seeing trends, positive and negative, and you make small choices mm. on a daily basis. And it's uh, less you know, intrusive 
and it's certainly less shameful to a lot of people. And uh, and it works. It's a it improves the success of weight loss by a hundred percent. By regularly monitoring regularly, your weight. Regularly, just stepping on the scale, and sharing that with someone who cares for you and that and who's you know who's on your side. It makes sense because the more discrete sampling you can do, the tighter the intervals on corrective action you can take, right? You, make, you can make 365 adjustments a year. Uh, you can only do 50 a, a year if you wait. Right, because you can say, well, yesterday I did X, Y, and Z, and my weight is this, which uh, I probably don't want to do X, Y, and Z if I'm not happy with the weight, right? right? Exactly. And if I keep doing X, Y, and Z every day, this number is going to probably keep going in the direction it changed overnight. Yeah. So what we've discovered is um, we looked at people's um, average weight by day of the week, and that seems the shift by time of, time of year. <laughs> and, and the shift is is that in, in in the fall when football season comes on, usually the highest weight is somewhere around Friday and Thursday. It, it shoots to Tuesday because of football season. Wow! So yeah. oh, so yeah. then we got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Who Tom? knew? Yes. Yeah. Who knew? So is weight management now a market that you're looking at with Heart Claude? It is. It's uh, it's one that we actually are excited about because um, we really are just a platform through which people can help th- their own patients if they're a medical practice or dietitians can use or nurses that can use to help a stable of of individuals that that are looking for them for help. Is that how does that market? Have you done? I'm sure you must have some sense. Mm-hmm. How does that market in size and potential compare to your original market of those people with heart disease that are managing their weight? Well, for one thing, it's thirteen times larger. Um, so, 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 so let's just let's just start right there. Yeah, so it's, it's thirteen times thirteen and that... times larger, and um, and and it has obviously there are some regions in the United States where obesity is a large problem, and so for um, isn't a large problem across the country. It really is. It's a third of the uh, of our economy, or uh, you know, the population is is overweight. And that kind of still, if you're really grossly overweight, you're simply in the waiting room to join the heart failure club. Oh, okay. Right? So, okay. Um, because your heart is it's a supply and demand function. It's um, Your heart supplies oxygen based on the demand for that oxygen. And that demand is a function of, I don't know, how much you're carrying around. And, and so if you really, for the heart failure patients, if they lower their weight, they lower the strain on their heart. And the same thing if for, if you're obese, you lower the strain on your heart. It's just trying to, you know, do the job of delivering oxygen to to the tissue. So we're talking with Tom Koss, and uh, let's stay on the heart and the weight market being 13 times larger. Um, what is your what has been your experience in getting into that market as far as? You mentioned what I would think of as channel partners, right? right. A dietitian or someone with holistic medicine, people outside of the, you know, the the healthcare system, kind of alternatives and around that. So, how, how are you bringing your platform to the ultimate end user? Are, are you doing it through partners? Then, well, we're trying to with with partners. They're not used to having that kind of an intimate daily relationship with their clients. Um, typically, they come in once a week, or they um, maybe meet them a couple of times a week for workout coaching or something like that. And so, it's part of teaching that market that this is an easy thing to do. They get their clients' weight on their cell phone. Uh, it's, it's secure. It's private. And it's just a way to um, for coaches or weight loss uh, experts to 
you know, help their patients. With right. Them. I would think even uh, an exor- uh, higher an exercise gym, you know, an Equinox or places that Correct. sort of are more customer service oriented, that might be an additional value-added benefit if you had a personal trainer there. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we just, it's just a matter of introducing uh, the option to that to that market and, mm-hmm. and getting them past this little threshold of, gee, I don't know if I want to be that you know, intimately engaged with the, the clients. The, the clients seem to like it. Are you collecting any other information other than basic weight change? Uh, we, of course, collect uh, wirelessly as well, blood pressure and pulse. And, and How do you um, do that? Uh, same thing. It's a, it's a blood pressure cuff that connects to the, uh, to the customer's uh, Wi-Fi okay. un, um, inside the house. And what we try to do is um, just make it as easy as possible for a patient to share data with someone who cares. And so to the degree that we can capture blood pressure and pulse and weight and anything else, pulse oximetry and things like that that become available, uh, we'll be there to do that so that those people that are loved ones within the family or even a broader unit can can keep an eye on them. So does having three discrete data set points on a daily basis, the Mm -hmm. three that you talked about, the weight the blood pressure, and the heart rate, uh, the beats. Um, th- when you put those three together using your econome- using your ability to an- analyze data, does it give you even more information than three discrete points? I mean, do they interrelate, and does it tell a different story because you have more comprehensive information then? Oh, they do. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Then you have a little bit more, and, and it's amazing. You can tell so much from this if you know what to look for. Okay. And you, you know, inside the database, we have a little bit more background on the patients but it really does tell us for one thing it tells them if they're engaged in their care i mean if they only weigh themselves half the time they're only about half the time engaged right um same thing with blood pressure so we are able to find those patients that are really actively engaged in their their care encourage them those less so we try to encourage to a higher degree of participation in the end uh, truth be known is we all own our own healing yes we do nobody can do that for us right so you know, uh, when given the opportunity, I've always I've found that the patients are highly engaged. I'm talking with Tom Koss. We're talking about his business, Heart Cloud Incorporated. You know, Tom, you just said something that I need to kind of back up on because it's it's a fundamental belief that I have, which is in in the healthcare system, you have to be an informed consumer. Oh, God. You can't walk there and think, give away all your responsibility to the experts to tell you what to do. And I would think this is knowledge is power in this area. And if a if a patient understands their daily fluctuation on these three across they can have an intelligent conversation mm-hmm. about it with their their family but also when they go and they see their doctor about what else they could do to help positively affect their trend because what i found is you really need to be as a patient asking deep questions of your care provider to get the most richness of the answers out of them i think Correct. is that fair that's absolutely the case and uh, we can typically discover we can see uh, changes that if they're not acted upon, will eventually lead the patient to the hospital. And we can discover that 28 days in advance. Wow. And so um, I also work closely with uh, a group of uh, faith-based nurses out of uh, Hogue Hospital. Uh, Susan uh, Johnson is the uh, nurse that manages. And here are nurses that are part of faith communities that have um, 33 churches and synagogue. And uh, these are organizations where they're trying to intervene with patients before the problems develop and try to catch the pathology as early as possible. That is so um, empowering to me. 
right, that a patient can can predict with some help from you and and the support organization Mm -hmm. how to avoid what can be sometimes such events that it's life-changing for them, right? If they don't prevent it 28 days later, the process could lead to even other unintended consequences, which may unfortunately be negative for your health. Absolutely. So avoid it at all costs. Exactly. Right? And it's simple to do. It's it's just step on a scale. Don't have to do anything else. Just right. do that. Right. And and then a larger, I believe in the power of peer learning and positive peer pressure. Oh, As we get outside the, the uh, therapeutic benefits of heart cloud to the weight management, to having a collective group of people who are in touch with their daily weight changes, that, that seems to me to be a big step forward in helping start to control obesity in this country, which is an epidemic, right? You said 30-some percent? It is, and and it doesn't seem to be going... It's, it's improved only marginally, and but the consequences of that are just pro, so profound when type 2 diabetes and then difficulty with legs and things that go on later on in life. It's simply worth avoiding. Right. It's a slippery slope, right? Because really they build on each other. Because once you lose your mobility, then your weight... and I mean, you're, you're in a whole different situation, Sorry, exactly. right? And I'm, Mark Cuban, I heard him, uh, I think he goes monthly to have his blood drawn to do samples because he believes you need to have a, a history of chart of your health rather than going and checking your blood against some, some industry average, let's say. Correct. And I would think for this, for young children where obesity is a problem, if you start them out at a young age managing their weight and these other factors how much more of an informed teenager adult could these people be if you take your child who's maybe eight or ten and begin can can they do that can you take under 21 people and and put them on your system oh absolutely and and i think that's the the idea is to be able to make if we make small changes it's so much easier i'd rather lose two pounds than 20 right yes and so at some point, if we can identify these problems, I do it myself. If I get a little bit off the rail, I, I modify my behavior. It's not a big deal. Uh, if it becomes really large, then you buy the – it's hard to move around, and, and then you buy all these other problems. Right, right. And Diabetes being a big big part. And then the weight – not uh, the, ex- the expensive – of the healthcare system gets put on top of you, right? Correct. Because you have to use the services that are very expensive. The more you can use the periphery of the healthcare system, the lower cost delivery systems, the better off I think you are, as a, and we are as a civilization. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's simple to do. I, mean, I don't want the patient to think much more about it. Right. Know? Just step on it. We'll do the thinking. We'll right. And I love what you said earlier. You don't even have to look at it. If you don't like the, just don't even avert your eyes. Right. Avert it doesn't eyes. matter. I even tell them to put tape over. It, <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't matter because we're looking at the uh, the changes over time. Okay. I'm going to keep you around for one more segment, no, sir. To. All right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. I'm talking with Thomas Koss, and we're talking about his firm as well as technology and cloud computing. Don't go anywhere. Ninety seconds. We'll be back for our final segment here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. 
Wow. Marketing predictions are out for 2015, and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Tom Koss is our guest. We're talking about his firm, Heart Cloud Incorporated, here on octalkradio.net. Maybe you're listening to us on Spreaker or Stitcher or one of the other podcasting services like iTunes. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I am Richard Rick Franzi on LinkedIn. So just type in my name. Or my business is Critical Mass. Uh, on, on Twitter, my handle is CEO Peer Group. So if you'd like to follow me there and I'll follow you back, that would be great. If you'd like to listen to the shows, as I said, and your favorite podcasting software, type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show. Don't miss our YouTube channel. In, in addition to recording this live interview with Tom, we're also recording it on video, and it'll be up on our YouTube channel, which is simple to find. It's just my name, Richard Franzi. And finally, our show's reached over 170,000 listeners with our podcast since we started in 2009. And if you're a loyal listener, you want to make sure you listen in March, because that's our anniversary month, and we'll be celebrating seven years of, of doing these podcasts, last radio show here on octalkradio.net few minutes left i want to make sure we give a chance for you to give the link where how people can find you online we'll get to do that here in a minute ladies and gentlemen um can you talk about with our audience maybe a current challenge that you as the founder and ceo you're facing and kind of what you're beginning or have been doing about it to mitigate that challenge well i think one of the things that are just part of what's going on in healthcare that in in general is that the success of healthcare is not in its consumption it's in its avoidance um, there's avoiding the consumption of healthcare in the in the hospital sense and stuff. Yes. And the hospitals that do a great job at, at what they do, or, but the the desire of most healthcare organizations is to help people stay at home as best they can, and that's kind of on the side in which we we're at. We're finding that um, you know patients are assuming a higher degree of responsibility and involvement in their care than than they have in the past. And we're part of that. So there's a bit of a getting used to taking a higher level of responsibility and not just um, saying, well, you know, I'll do whatever the, you know, the system wants me right. to do. 
And I think that's a bit of a, a change in, that's evolving um, throughout the general uh, healthcare economy. So you're launching, uh, you launched HeartCloud at a time when the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, was really kind of, uh, just last week I had uh, a, an insurance agent owner mm-hmm. here. We were talking about how that kind of changed his yeah. value proposition. Has has it made any difference? Has, has it affected your marketing plans, your sales strategy, the Affordable Care Act? Does that even make it? Uh, a difference in your world? Well, no, I think it does because the um, one of the, the consequences of the Affordable Care Act is higher deductibles. And so people have an incentive where they perhaps did not have in the past uh, to make the payments necessary or spend time in, in their care so they can avoid some of these otherwise right. the, these expenses that in the past perhaps they didn't, they didn't care because just the insurance company would pay for it. Everything was hunky-dory. That seems to be changing with higher deductibles, and and that that kind of helps us because we can certainly help them offset those deductibles. Well, I, I I don't recall having this thought before you were just talking, so I hope I can articulate it. That cost avoidance in healthcare is is an outcome of of ACA because we're, there's more transparency there to cost, and we're now sharing more of the burden of the cost. But the other part of it isn't just cost avoidance; it's the experience avoidance that goes with the cost. Right, the costs exactly. are there because of the work they have to do on you is in, involved, intricate, expensive, time-consuming. And if you can avoid that whole experience, even if it were free, you're better off for that. Absolutely. And nobody wants to go in the hospital, for, especially with heart failure. And it's just a very unpleasant experience. But in, uh, up until now, there really hasn't been an alternative. I mean, there isn't a way to go, well, what do I need to do to, you know, to avoid this? Well, right. It's, it, is, it is kind of complicated. It can be. Um, we don't share that with the patients. But there's a lot of physiology and physics and, and biochemistry involved in you know, staying healthy with patients with heart failure. Right. But you're doing that on the back end. Right. We do that on the back end. And, and you, the thing is about the health information, it's best on a need-to-know basis, right? You, you don't want to know about, you know, dealing with a fractured foot until you have a fractured foot. <laughs> So and that, that makes speaking, sense. Yes, Generally, so. fixing, yeah. you know, and same thing with heart. So um, when people have these problems, then they need to know it. But until they have them, they really don't much need to know. Right. You, know? you right. got to choose what you want to know. Right. But then, then on the other side <clears> of that, we were talking before the show about that. There's so much information now. The challenge is is on the consumer side to consume the right information. I would think that. If you are trying to learn about uh, heart disease and management, and it, you could be almost overwhelming, right? Right, exactly. And and if it's uh, and what we try to do is identify problems, teach episodically a little bit at a time, and then people can consume it and understand it, and, and then they be, tend to respond accordingly. Right. But you can't just say, "Here's a pamphlet, go home and read about it." it just doesn't work. Well, and, and I find like anything, and we kind of touched on this earlier, Tom, that when the patient becomes a partner and a proactive participant in their own care, the the sense, the internal sense of control over something that's un, somewhat uncontrollable, mm-hmm. really can feel that way, can, can, I think, can change the outcome for them as well. Because they're, they're now, they're now, their confidence that they have this thing, they can manage this better, it, it goes up than if they just totally give away all the power to the healthcare system and just react to what they're told to do. Exactly. And, and we're dealing with adults here, and, and I think when the more you treat patients like adults, they tend to respond like adults. Right. And, uh, and that, too, is part of our learning from traditional medicine, which is, you know, take this pill and come back and see me in a few weeks. 
Well, patients need a little bit more, but they just need it in smaller doses over time. Right. And, and, and I think the, the baby boomers are willing, much more willing to be active in their own health management than the previous generation where, where they didn't understand what the medical profession was about. I think uh, I am a baby boomer. We're, def- we're redefining aging, right? Because we're we active about it. We're more aware of it. And that's only going to go an accelerated rate for the next two generations. So this platform is an enabler for them to be in control of an er- a very important aspect of their life. Yeah, Wait. healthcare is very focused on patient engagement. How do you get the patient engaged in their own care? And and I, I would just suggest to them, well, step one in that process is quit treating patients like children. Mm. And uh, we don't do that. And so we, you know, they retain us to help them be successful. Um, most uh, healthcare information systems, the, the patient record is a child of the institution. In our database, everything is a child of the patient. Mm. So we organize it based on the patients in charge, and they choose with whom to share the data. So, Tom, we're at the end of the show here on Critical Mass Radio Show. If someone would like to learn more about HeartCloud, how do they find you online? Real simple. It's uh, the HeartCloud, one word, dot com. Okay. Um, and there's a, there's a page there to register. And it tells you a little bit more about what we do. A lot of the uh, time that we spend on with the, the business has been on the database side, and that's mm-hmm. where all the complexity is. It's not on the, on the website. But I think they'll find everything they need there and the way to get a hold of me if they have any questions. And you're on LinkedIn? I'm on LinkedIn at uh, TCOS. Spelled? T-C-O-S-S. There you go. So if you want to connect with him directly, which is a good idea. Oh, please, by all means. Um, we're all in this together. So i uh, be happy to help anybody in any way I can. Well, I want to thank you for the time you've given us today, the, the, the fact that you're a friend of this program, yes. and you're a part of the Critical Mass community. Delighted to be here. It's been a blast. Thank you, Tom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this show. I can't leave without thanking a few people. First and foremost, probably, is our engineer for today's show, none other than Paul Roberts, our producer, Joan Park, and Crystal Nunley. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Our radio show advertisers, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and Tea & Company. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass Radio Show... Maybe you want to be a guest or you know someone who would be an interesting guest on our show. Maybe you want to learn about our CEO peer groups and other events, learning events we have in the community here in Orange County. Visit criticalmass4business.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.